Are you ready to take your mindset to an even higher level on and off the mat? Then you're ready for the BJJ Mental Coach Podcast, where business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs open their minds to new ideas and concepts that will help you during your entrepreneurial journey and during your consistent pursuit of becoming the best version of yourself personally and professionally. It's time to go beyond the mat with the host of the BJJ Mental Coach Podcast, Gustavo Dantas. Welcome to episode 12. I'm your host, Gustavo Dantas, and you're listening to the BJJ Mental Coach Podcast. The BJJ Mental Coach Podcast is a proud supporter of the nonprofit organization Live Jiu Jitsu. Live Jiu Jitsu supports social projects in Brazil and the United States who offer free Jiu Jitsu classes to unprivileged children and young adults in impoverished communities, helping to keep them away from drugs and crime and to inspire them to pursue their goals and dreams. Your donation helps projects to buy new mats, geese, and tournament registrations. As a supporter, the BJJ Metal Coach donates all the profits of t-shirts and patches sales to Live Jiu-Jitsu. For more information, please visit www.liveju-jitsu.org. It's www.liveju-jitsu.org. Let me introduce you to today's guest, Richard Carnborn. Richard is a second-degree black belt under Eduardo Rios. Richard co-founded Smooth Comp in 2015, which is the largest platform for martial arts competition in the world. Richard started his journey in martial arts in 1986 with Japanese jiu-jitsu, and he founded Brazilian jiu-jitsu in 1998 and received his black belt in 2011. Richard is the general manager for the Naka Dojo, Sweden's largest martial arts academy. He has been organizing his own tournaments since 2000. And when he couldn't take the frustration anymore due to the limited types of software available in the market back then, he co-founded Smooth Comp and has grown to the number one competition tool available today. Richard is married and has two daughters, 9 and 12 years old. And his motto is, working hard for something we do not care about is called stress. Working hard for something we love is called passion. Richard, thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm honored to be here and uh, thanks for having me, Gustavo. Tell us how jiu-jitsu got into your life. I was um, around 12 years old when I was when I started. Um, I was curious about martial arts. Uh, I s actually started with Aikido. Mm -hmm. um, some friends of mine joined and they just asked. I didn't know what it was. I just wanted to do martial arts. So, But I was fortunate to have a very good instructor. So I trained that for a year. But then um, on the other side of the, of the dojo, the, the, the academy that I now run was having a separate, like another class. So I was like more and more starting to look what they were doing because they were mm -hmm. fighting. They were doing the, th the types of things that I, that, I, that I wanted to. So then I just uh, started training jujitsu when I was uh, 12. Um, and then I was just, I was hooked from the start. So, and that was Japanese jujitsu. So, mm -hmm. um, it was uh, like self-defense orientated the first couple of uh, years. But mm -hmm. also my teacher was, uh, he was the national coach for the competition team here in Sweden. He was a fighter himself. So mm -hmm. our training was very competitive. So then I started competing. Um, yeah, and that's, that's how it started with, with martial arts. So how do you feel BJJ relate to life? Um, well, now BJJ is uh, my my life. It's my 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 passion. It's my work. It's mm -hmm. my um, 
ventilator or diversion. It's not now. It's 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 in my life, and it's it's something very very important to me. So um, I use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu when I feel good or when I feel bad, and mm-hmm. it's just a it's just a way of of living. Mm-hmm. Um, as many people that train Jiu-Jitsu come to realize after a while that it's it's not just about the sport. It's it's about the whole um, lifestyle and the people and the, the the atmosphere. As a lot of people say, jujitsu it's like a therapy. You know, a lot of people we all use for some type of therapy in a way. Yeah, and we do. So, when did you have the spark to have the vision with smooth comp? I mentioned a little bit in the intro, you know, about you being kind of annoyed with what was available in in a market back then. And there's one actually one episode, episode five with Origin USA CEO Pete Roberts, that the name is Let Your Irritations Inspire You. You know, mm-hmm. something that is really annoying you, like, oh, man, I don't like this. Well, maybe you should do something about it. And you did. So mm-hmm. just tell us more about the spark that happened for Smooth Comp. Yeah. Yeah, frustration can be a good spark for, for something to, and actually start something. And that was pretty much what happened. We... We uh, we couldn't find a decent software, and I've been organizing tournaments since 2000. So it's been um, from the start. It was just paper and pen, and then we started looking into softwares. And you know, I tried different ones, but I just never could find something that actually reduced the workload for me, mm-hmm. um, so I could enjoy the tournaments. Uh, the days before the tournament was, uh, you know, really tiring. There was a lot of long days and long nights and so around 2015 um we just i just felt that you know something needs to be done and then um, things happened Uh, i have a very good friend for many years his name is martin johnson Uh, he's a black belt as well Um, and he runs swedish open which is the the largest tournament here in sweden Um, and i run nordic bjj open so we just said, uh, because they had, and then he has a student and a friend that is now the, our CTO. And he had a, a software company since many years. Of, mm-hmm. He's been in the business for many years. So we just said, let's try to, to, to do something. They had like a small embryo. They had like a registration system. Mm-hmm. So, so then we just said, let's try to build something. And it's like, it's funny because in the, in the, in the beginning, it was mainly for us. Uh-huh. That we, we had an idea that could help us. Mm-hmm. And now that I know more, it's like I, I, I realized that some of the best ideas maybe are meant for, for you, but it, they turn out to be very good for a lot of people. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so that's how it started. That, that's, and then we just, you know, we, we had a lot of meetings. Uh, I'm in Stockholm in Sweden. They are on the West Coast, uh, close to Gothenburg. So I was traveling down there and we had a lot of meetings and we kind of created the, the roadmap and then they just started to, to code and, and build something. And then I think it started in March and then we had the first kind of 1.0 version up and running in October of 2015. So did you, cause you mentioned 2015, but did you have this park, this idea before did you start thinking about it before? Mm-hmm. Like, man, I think I'd like to have my own program. When did you start to think about that? Just, just basically 2015, that's when you really thought about it? Uh, no, it's like, it's, it's, it's always been a dream of mine to work with, with, um, with softwares. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very um, interested in, in 
technical stuff. Uh, I love computers. I, I, my brother is a programmer. So it's always been like an interest of mine. But like when I, when I realized that it was about to happen, I just like, I realized that, man, this is, this is combining two of the best things that I know, <laughs> jujitsu and, and software. Nice. But I just, I never had like this, uh, idea that someday I will, you know, start a software company. And now like three years later, I, I actually own one and it's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> now, Richard, did you feel any fear or anxiety during this transition when you starting smooth comp? And if you did, how did you handle it? Mm -hmm. Um, well, I'm fortunate that I don't have that much fear. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in a way I'm like, I just, believe that everything will work out. I'm pretty positive in that way. And it, it's a good thing. It's also can be a bad thing because I'm just like, uh, I'll probably survive this plane crash. I'll jump mm -hmm. out just before the plane hits the ground or I, so, so my mindset was always like, you know, let's solve it. And then Martin and Martin are, are super intelligent guys. Uh, they have the, the same background as I have. And then we just felt very, very positive and, we we just felt that we we really want we knew why we wanted to do it uh -huh. we 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 had this uh this passion and this uh, yeah this this dream of of actually you know helping organizers and fighters and coaches because we we've been there we i i've been a fighter myself i've been i've been a coach i've been an organizer so so i i, I can't really say that i had so many doubts of mm -hmm. course like you know, starting a business, there's, there's money involved. There's a lot of time. Um, I had to, I mean, the, even now, like we were spending a lot of time working with it because we're a startup. We're just, you know, trying to grow. So, so of course my, my family got affected by it. I'm constantly, you know, with my phone and there's meetings and there's stuff like that. So, so the doubt doubts were maybe, you know, in that sense that, do I have it? And I also have a, this is not my full-time job. I run an academy and I have another business as well. So. so I know exactly what you mean about solving a problem, you know, for you, for your, for your tournaments, because when I start promoting, I've been promoting since 1998, since 2001 in Arizona. And I've been through the growing pains of taking so long, four years here in Arizona to break a hundred competitors. And then a couple more years to break 200 competitors. And at one point, I was not ready. I didn't have any software or anything like that. And I literally closed the registrations on Friday at 9 p.m. I stayed all night doing brackets by hand using Excel. And I, mm -hmm. I finished at 6.15 a.m. I just went to shower and I left to set up the tournament. And I was awake for about 36 hours. And I said, like, yes, this is not practical anymore. <laughs> you know, we need, we, need, we need to do something else. <laughs> So I learned a lot, you know, hitting my face in the wall. And for sure, you guys are doing an amazing job now with this. And uh, since I know tournaments, I know the grind is a lot of people don't know how much effort is behind. I feel that's something that we're talking a little bit before. You said that is one of the, the I think one of the big things that you have is the, the grind, the passion for, for the grind to make things happen. And I would love for you to expand on this idea to all the entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs who are planning on changing careers, start looking to do their own thing and to share your view about the grind. Cause a lot of people, they just think, Oh, it would be awesome. It would be like the four hour work week. I just work 
four hours and uh, and I'm good. And it's a lot different than, you know, you end up putting more hours yeah. than when you did in a regular job. So can you expand on that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, like your story about creating the brackets, it's so normal. And, and for somebody with, with you, uh, like the have a passion, uh, you, you are okay with that because you love what you do and just, you know, there's passion involved. And for me, that's always been like the main thing for me. I, I, I was fortunate that I, you know, when I started to kind of understand what I wanted to do, I understood early that I want to work with something that I'm very passionate about. Um, and then I was given the opportunity to work with jujitsu and with training in general, which I, you know, it's been a big part of my life. So, so to give some advice, it's, um, the passion needs to be involved. Um, it, you have to do it for the right reason. If you're doing it to, um, you know, gain recognition or earn money or something, it's, it's never going to work. Um, that needs to be secondary. That's that's like the the results of your passion, mm-hmm. the results of your, all the all the things that you do. Uh, that might you know turn out to be something that you can you know earn some money on or you know stay in get get recognized for. But the passion is the most important thing. Yeah, and I relate with this because anytime, as you mentioned, for some for someone who decided to promote tournaments for the wrong reasons, which means just for the extrinsic motivation of the the money when they hit some roads like that like i did it'll be like dude i'm done i don't want to do this anymore you know what i mean so for me it's always been so natural just to deal with tournaments i'm dealing with a big problem now but i'm thinking about the next tournament what i need to improve what i need to do better you know and now the tournaments here in arizona and now we've been using a smooth comp here in Arizona also, and this is going to be the first event for people. Matter of fact, we're recording this in 2018. We're in July right now. So my first tournament with Smooth Comp would be August. So a lot of people super excited, you know, the community too. Anything that starts to provide in a better service. What is the main struggle, like one of the main struggles that you've ever faced in your entrepreneurial journey? Could it be with a Smooth Comp or maybe something else? And what did you learn from it? I guess my biggest struggle was um, not smooth comp related. Um, it was something with my with the academy. Um, I am the um, uh, like general manager. I'm, I'm responsible for the academy here in Sweden. It's a little bit different, but um, my work is to to uh, to run the academy. It's called Naka Dojo. Um, it's a it's a big academy here in Sweden with about one thousand one hundred members. Um, and a couple of years ago, we um, we had another facility that got mm. flooded. Uh, so there was this big rain just the day before a big summer camp and the whole thing got flooded. Everything got destroyed. So suddenly we were about, at that time we were about 350, 400 students. So suddenly there, there was nowhere, nowhere to train. Uh, my office was, uh, you know, water everywhere. Um, and that was, that was hard. Um, that was really hard. And, and then I got, kind of um, discouraged about, you know, how, how should we solve this? Um, and then things happened for a reason. Sometimes maybe um, I'm not religious in that sense, but if, if it, after a while you kind of understand that maybe things happens for mm-hmm. a reason. Um, and um, it turns out that I knew that there was another house um, close to the academy. So 
and I had contacted the, um, the community here where, where in, in, in Sweden, uh, in Naka, where I live. So we were, we were able to move the academy over the weekend to this very, it's a big house, but it was very uh, in, a, in mm-hmm. a bad shape. So that whole process of, you know, dealing with the obstacles that, that, you know, occurred and trying to solve that and, you know, talking to so many people and trying to be, you know, to motivate everybody that will solve this. And it was a one and a half year process until we, you know, managed to, um, to uh, renovate this, this facility. And, and it turned out to be the best, hmm. uh, the best thing ever uh, happened to you guys. flooding ever. Yeah, actually, it's it it created so many opportunities, and um, the, the the former academy was too small, and now we got this big house. We have what one thousand two hundred square meters. Uh, I, I, there was so many th- good things that happened, but during that time, um, for for some days or weeks, I was uh, it was it, it was I hard. Imagine, man. And so, what do you feel that it's the lesson? What did you learn from it that you can things work will work out? <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, I always try to be, um, like solution orientated. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that kind of helped me a lot, you know, to, instead of, um, seeing all the bad things, we just try to f- look for solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I had so much help of, uh, the students here in the Academy and my, my, my closest friend that they trained, uh, with the Academy for many, many years. And they, we just decided that this this is going to be an opportunity for us instead of uh, something that's you know going to put us mm-hmm. down so um actually my closest friend he he said like we're not bound to this uh, area code we're at the time we're like we're 350 members and we that's the mm-hmm. academy it's not about yeah. you know where we are it's, it's about who we are and why we're doing it so so that wow. helped a lot and then we just you know so I, I'll say that staying positive and trying to find solutions for your problems is, is, is going to help a lot. And what do you feel that one high performance habit that has helped you in your life that you, do, that you practice daily? I got a good advice a couple of years ago that I tried to follow and that, that will be that things that can be solved like directly or at least under five minutes, I try to do them instantly. Um, and that pretty much relates to jujitsu as well. Um, if there's a problem, somebody is uh, like attacking you with a triangle, then you have to solve yeah. that problem instantly. You have to post, you have to defend, because if you wait too long, then then you're stuck. So I try to use that in my life as well. If there's when I'm working, I I I'm I like administration, so I like <laughs> I like uh, emails, I like you know messages and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So always tend to um, to answer the the smaller things first. Um, I actually spoke to Martin Johnson, uh, our my good friend and our CEO, about this a couple of days ago. And if a customer has a big question, if he if he you know send you this email that it's pretty complicated, he also understands that it might take me some time to read into it and then give him a proper yes. answer. So, so he'll be more inclined to understand that it might take a little longer for me to reply. Because if I reply too fast, he might even think, oh, that was fast. You know, didn't he listen mm-hmm. to what I say? Or so I know what so you mean. when work 
Yeah, it's, it's easier to solve the smaller things first. Got it. It's not that easy at home when, when I should clean or you know, do the laundry. <laughs> but in work-related, yeah, it and works. And it's always recommended in all the books. And I've heard uh, Brian Tracy, one of the speakers, talking about this. Is You have your list of things to do. Make a list of uh, all the uncomfortable things. Just put it right in the beginning you know, of the list so you can mm -hmm. get rid of it. So you don't have to deal with it. Because sometimes you I'll leave the last thing in the day. Next thing you, you ah, got too late, procrastinate. Next thing you're, you're not doing it. So one of the things no. that I do is kind of in a, in a similar way. Now, based on this question here, it's basically what he said. But what is the best advice ever received? I don't know if necessary. This is the best advice. Maybe you had something else. Mm -hmm. um well I, I got a good a lot of good advices over the years um, um maybe the best one i think is from my my teacher in sport jiu-jitsu he's my oldest friend he's my mentor and and um, i owe him so much because he was the one that created this uh, fantastic opportunity for me with the academy and he always he was my coach when i was competing um in the national team and he He's always told us about when we're doing um, mental training. Um, he, that's a big part of, uh, of mm -hmm. what he do. Uh, it's always, we always talk about the next fight. Uh, the next fight is always going to be there. Uh, if I'm in a tournament and there's five fights uh, to, to get to the final, I need to focus on my next fight. It's only the next fight that mm -hmm. matters. And if, if I win that fight, then I will focus on the next fight. But I only take one fight at a time. Um, and with that mindset, it helped me a lot because I always try to focus on my next mm -hmm. fight. Like it doesn't have to be a regular fight, but like always the next thing. And if I manage to solve that, then I'll get to go on to the next one. If I fail, then I just know that, okay, there, there's going to be a next one and the next mm -hmm. one. So... I think that that's, that advice has kind of helped me a lot in, in both in, in jiu-jitsu and in, in, in business. Yeah, this is great. And this is a thing too. I mean, especially the entrepreneurs who are listening to this may relate more. When you're an entrepreneur, your, your head is just pulling you all kinds of different directions and ideas and, oh, I want to do this and, oh, I want to do that. And then next thing we start something and then it's like halfway there and you start another one. And I'm, and I'm guilty of, you know, doing that so many times. So with, experience we start to prioritize and i'm i'm doing a lot better but i need to always be watching this because if i don't watch it i'm i'm all over the place and what advice would you give to your younger self i'm not because since smooth comp is what 20 uh 2015 they started so fairly recently three years let's say when you start promoting tournaments let's go all the way back there when you start promoting tournaments what advice would you give to your younger self who start promoting tournaments that would be uh, that uh, patience you must mm -hmm. have my young padawan <laughs> because patience is is super important when you're doing something you want to build something that is uh, reliable that is consistent that is that's actually is uh, long term value for 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 yourself then you need to have patience um, and and i'm a grinder and I, i i love working hard and i'm always like trying to work hard but i'm, I'm also very impatient mm -hmm. um, so and that is a conflict for me constantly because i want to get things done and i wanted to make it happen fast but also 
I understand that you know it takes time. So so if I could have given myself an advice uh, when I was younger, it would have been that you know stay patient and stay stay consistent, be truthful, you know, build something that is like in business for instead of doing it for the shareholders if you're in a big company do it for your for your um the people that work for you because the 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 short term gain is always going to you know in the long term is going to be uh, bad for business and bad for the people that you know believe in you and and are working with you so patience it's funny because i i feel that most of the interviews most of the advice people say that what would you say to your younger self i think most of them say patience <laughs> you know everyone yeah okay <laughs> i think most of people say that exactly because you know you're so engaged or something you want to, that thing to happen isn't that the same with jujitsu yeah. i mean like we see the students and they they, they just there's some of them are so impatient and and it just it's i i have a lot of you know discussions and i try to to motivate them and and you know, tell them that this is not uh, like a 10 week course when you're supposed to learn something and then you quit. This is, you know, you're, if you want to do this, you need to have patience. Yeah, and especially with your, with smooth comp, you know, it's only three years old looking at a long term. I mean, you guys building something that you can literally build the legacy of even when you guys, because that's what I, I plan for my business. For example, my tournaments, I build in a way that I want, if I die tomorrow or if I die in 30 years, I, want, I don't want my tournaments to stop. So that's why I need to have all mm -hmm. the systems in place and everything because I want this to keep going. And I feel the mm. smooth companies that way to be providing service to the jiu-jitsu community for a long time, you know, like all the effort, like, okay, now we're not going to do it anymore. <laughs> it's one of the things that, you know, someone's going to have to keep their legacy alive and i think now we guys put in all this this work years that you have experience in promoting almost like 20 years you've been doing tournaments so you guys have everything on your side to to make it happen and, and be the biggest one for sure i think i think it's already is but i think still going to provide service to the jiu-jitsu community for a long time and if you have to recommend a book Maybe a book that made you an impact. I don't know if you have the habit of reading or not, but uh, what book would it be and why? Um, yeah, I, I I read, but I don't read that much. More more, I listen to uh, podcasts and I listen to um, to YouTube speakers and stuff like that. I I read some books about selling uh, because this is new to me. Um, um, like when started working with Smooth Comp, I I got in contact more and more with the actual sales process. Mm -hmm. um, we try not to, you know, sell, but it's eventually that's, you know, pretty it. much what's going to happen. We have something and then, you know, I need to ask the customer, what, 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 what's, what's, what are you looking for? And then that becomes like a sales process. Absolutely. So, so I read, um, it's called spin selling. Uh, it's a book by Neil Rackham, mm -hmm. uh, Rackham. And it's, um, I think it's like, like a small Bible of, you know, if you're starting in with sales and it's, it's pretty hands-on. Um, and I needed that. I, 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 I work, I understand better if it's like more hands-on. So, so I read that. Um, then recently I got, um, uh, I started listening to, um, like a public and motivational speaker. His name, his name is, uh, Simon He's Sinek. He's awesome. He's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. 
You yeah. like him, yeah? I, I, I listen because I don't read, but I uh, sometimes, but I listen to audiobooks. You know, so I listen to his audiobooks. I've been following his work. He's great on leadership, too, you know, especially for you managing the academy, too. It's huge. So I've been learning yeah. a lot, a lot with him. That's a great suggestion for the, all the listeners who never heard Simon Sinek. And his main thing is the start with why, you know, he got that book out there. So he's, he's incredible. Yeah. So what are you currently excited about? What do you got going on? Uh, I'm very excited about SmoothComp, of course. Um, we, we are on such a, an amazing journey trying to help athletes and coaches and organizers out there to, to have a better tournament experience. So just every day now I get to talk and, and listen to, to athletes and organizers about you know, their, the problems and the, the thoughts they have. So I'm just super excited about this and being able to work with the team that we have now. Uh, we have um, developers and designers here in Sweden. Uh, we have uh, one developer. He, his name is Jesus Galvan. He's a black belt as well. He lives in San Diego. So, so we're growing this, uh, this thing together. And so I'm, I'm super excited about that and the things that we, you know, we, we, we created this roadmap when mm -hmm. we started. It's, it's, it's pretty much consistent of what we had as a dream but of course we're adding things as we travel this road but but uh, we have so many cool things that is coming up um and um yeah we're, we're we're super excited to to show you these things soon it just it takes a lot of time to, to build things we guys got a, a great team going and i'm excited about using smooth com to to see I'm, I'm super excited to see how the community going to take it are they enjoying it we just want to make it convenient so um i'm excited that we're starting this new phase of the arizona brazilian juice federation and gd events with you guys have been promoting as i mentioned for like basically two decades and now we're starting you know so always looking for ways to improve so i'm, I'm excited to work with you guys now we're getting close to the end of the interview so for the listeners just to stick around for my final thoughts at the end so richard what what do you have to say for everyone maybe leave a message to them how they can learn more about smooth comp or maybe even tournament promoters too you know how they can get in contact with you so go ahead all right thank you um when you mention community, the thing that comes to my mind is that that's what we're trying to build. It's a community. So if you go to SmoothComp, you will see that we have a community for um, the athletes and the um, affiliations and the academies. So you can see the top list of each academy or each affiliation or even the athletes uh, over the last hundred days. So, so we're, th that's what we're trying to build. Uh, so if you're an event organizer out there, if you're running events, uh, it can be jujitsu or any combat sports, then, then we'll be happy to, to help you um, to get. The, the thing that happened for me that I was able to enjoy the tournaments. I, before, before Smooth Comp, yeah. I was only, you know, looking at the papers and I, you know, I saw the first couple of fights, but then the stack of papers just grew too high. So I couldn't <laughs> even see it. Now I can enjoy the days before, and actually now this last tournament I competed myself. Um, so, yeah, if you're an organizer out there and you want to have a good software, then then we would be happy to to listen to you and, and try to help you. Awesome! Thank you so much for your time, Richard, and for all the listeners. Stick around for the final thoughts. Us. Us. Thank you. 
let me share with you my final thoughts from the interview with Richard Carnivore. As I mentioned during the podcast, the story of Smooth Comp is similar to the title of the episode 5 with Origin USA CEO Pete Roberts, Let Your Irritations Inspire You. They didn't like what was available on the market, so they put a great team to create the best system on the market. I'm not sure what your takeaway is from the interview, but my takeaway is the passion behind the project and the passion to grind to achieve the success you desire. And the cool thing, as he mentioned during the interview, he was able to capitalize his two passions, jiu-jitsu and technology. In the episode two with Fight 2 and CEO Seth Daniels, he was able to combine two of his passions as well, jiu-jitsu and organizing parties, as he described, and he's killing it, and so could you. If you're passionate about your vision, stay passionate about the grind necessary to reach a higher level, personal and or professionally. Not only do you have to be passionate about the process, but you must have full clarity of why you're pursuing this vision, this burning desire. Because when the hard times come, and they will come at some point of your journey, your why will give you strength to continue. If you don't know why you do what you do, there's a good chance that it might not work out well for you. I was reading an article by Clayton Mask. He is the co-founder and the CEO of Infusionsoft, where he talks about three ingredients of business success that have been the main drivers determining their success or failure, progress, and regression. And the first one is passion. Every successful entrepreneur must have a passion that drives them forward, a burning desire, as Napoleon Hill said in the book, Think and Grow Rich, a core belief that keeps them pressing on, regardless of what others say or think about the vision, they stick with what they believe. Clay said, and I quote, my strongest passion is serving entrepreneurs and small business owners. In the beginning, Many people thought I was crazy for believing that a thriving company just focused on small business success could last. Today, Infusionsoft serves more than 25,000 small businesses. He stuck with his vision and it paid off. The second ingredient is freedom. I have mentioned in previous final thoughts that I do my best every day to live in congruence with my values with what I believe. And my number one value is freedom of choice. Currently, in 2018, I only work with what I enjoy or with people that I like. My freedom of choice is worth more than any paycheck. Was it always this way? Absolutely not. I worked in a lot of jobs that I didn't like. But as you already know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And I did until I earned my freedom of choice for work in 2006. I'm not sure where you are in your entrepreneurial journey. Maybe you're crazy busy right now or you haven't even started your entrepreneurial journey yet. But most likely, most of you want more or even more freedom. Am I right? However, there is always a price to pay, and it's grinding. How bad do you want your freedom for you and your family? How passionate are you to earn, and this is the key word, earn your freedom and your financial freedom? If you want to become a full-time entrepreneur and you're passionate about your vision, it's a great start to achieve the freedom you desire. There's one final ingredient on the list of the three ingredients of business success that have been the main drivers determining their success or failure, and the ingredient is impact. Clayton mentions that impact should be at the core of your business, and a lot of business feel that when their business reach a certain stage of growth or they have a bigger budget, they will then decide to make an impact. And Clayton said, don't wait, just to start from the beginning. In 2012, I started to get more involved with giving back to the jiu-jitsu community because 
Sport Jiu-Jitsu was a crucial personal development tool for me as a teenager. And as you already know, BJJ has changed the lives of so many people, and especially kids. So I co-founded Live Jiu-Jitsu, a 501c3 nonprofit organization with my former student, Anthony Gonzalez, who currently trains with Homolo Bajau in California, with the intention of supporting social projects in Brazil and the United States who offer free jiu-jitsu classes for children and young adults from impoverished communities. In Brazil, for example, drug dealers have a career path for kids with different positions available for them to make money. And most of the time in the favelas, the slums, a 12-year-old kid working for the drug dealers can make more money than mom and dad together just to be watching if the police are coming. Plus, he can flash nice shoes and nice jewelry. These jiu-jitsu projects help them to focus on sport and possibly a way for them to leave that impoverished community. I wish I had started earlier to make even more impact that Live Jiu-Jitsu and GD Jiu-Jitsu LLC already make in the community. His suggestion is, and I quote, If having an impact is a key part of your business from day one, you make an impact on someone's life every day. What I found interesting is that he said that passion, freedom, and impact are not isolated ingredients. They work together and achieve together. He concluded in the end of the article, without a passion for your business, you can't have the freedom you desire or the strength to make an impact. Without freedom, you never make an impact and your passion is wasted. And if you're not making an impact, you're not experiencing the freedom entrepreneurship allows nor you are allowing your passion to be fulfilled. With all that said, if you haven't found your passion yet, identify what your passion is and what exactly freedom means for you. Ask yourself what kind of impact you want your business to have and in what ways you can give back or give back even more to the community. To wrap it up, I would like to share a quote from the motivational speaker, Dennis Waitley, that he said, chase your passion, not your pension. We're glad you were able to join us for this episode of the BJJ Mental Coach Podcast, but the lesson doesn't end here. Watch the videos and download the audio of the 10 mental mistakes BJJ competitors make and how to avoid them for free when you subscribe to the BJJMentalCoach.com. Don't miss the chance to find out what might be holding you back from being your best self on and off the mat. That's the BJJMentalCoach.com.